Dirty Bird Nation, what is good? It's your boy, Southbridge706. This is the Dirty Bird Nation Report, the unofficial official podcast of Falcons Twitter. We have a full lineup of guests tonight. We have uh, Jalen, we have Jalen, we have Don, we have Gift Queen, and we have Ish Troubles after this, whatever just happened against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. What's good, y'all? What's going on? Abomination. Abomination sounds about right. Uh, that that could be accurate, also. Miss <laughs> um, Triples, what's up? I I am doing really good. Um, you know, go Falcons. I guess that's all I can say. Rise up, <laughs> rise up, twenty eighteen. Well, late twenty eighteen, <laughs> early twenty eighteen, ain't shit. <laughs> well, I mean, we can look at it like this: they made it out healthy. You know, we didn't have too many major injuries, so uh, I guess that's a plus. That makes it even worse. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, all right, We're, there's really not any structure. This is just kind of a, a more of a venting session after what we just witnessed against the Eagles, a Carson Wentzless Eagles, which kind of adds more uh, injury to insult. So, we're just gonna go down the line. We're gonna start with Jalen, uh, aka Loki Confucius, or Loki Woken these days. What, what do you got, man? All right. First, I, I just want to I just want to start off with this quote and my fire sark uh, rampage. From this is from Eagle Safety Rodney McLeod, which is number twenty three. He said it, on the fourth and goal call, the the rollout, the sweep, whatever that bullshit. <clears throat> he said it was surprising. I was like, "There's no way they're going to run this play," which is exactly what I said. And as soon as I saw the tight end come over, I shouted it out. Yeah, I wouldn't expect him to cut off half the field like that. But that's that's some that's some college level shit, dog. Like some you expect somebody to be undisciplined. Like this is fucking postseason football and you plan to do that shit. Come on now. Yeah, when you have defenders like, wow, they're really going to do this. They're really going to li- limit themselves with a not super mobile quarterback, cut the field in half, and pretty much have one option. One option. There were two receivers on that play, and one of them was a deaf fullback. But you know, look, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that was kind of, somebody had to say it. Somebody that was kind of fucked up. Shout out to Derek Cobra. That was kind of fucked up, but that was funny. Shout out to all the legally deaf uh, people out there who rock with the podcast. Uh, we, we appreciate y'all's support. But I did make notes a couple games ago that, yeah, I'm really not feeling Coleman. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not really feeling that guy. So I'll do anything to bring Patrick DeMarco back. Oh man, I miss him. I was on that wave in the offseason. Me and uh Falk fans. So did we let he was only he he signed with the Bills for like what four mil or something like that? It wasn't nothing crazy. It was like it was like four yeah. mil a year, exactly. We didn't get him back. Him. We need to trade. I blame, I blame Sark. I blame Sark. So yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> was on the uh the, the Twitter account, and I just searched the hashtag FireSark, and man, it went tweet after tweet after tweet after tweet after tweet. I could have went off for a solid hour just retweeting everybody's takes on FireSark. Like, there's a lot of people, like, I don't know if he's going to survive. And I, I was one of the big opponents saying there's no way he leaves just because of the continuity issue. But after this, man, I wouldn't be surprised if he, quote-unquote, uh, takes an absence from the team or they mutually part ways or he steps away from football, whatever coach speak answer they want to give to get him out of here. But said this early in the podcast too, the offense has to pay their rent. We have the, we have the people to do it. It 10 points, bruh, come on now. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Like doesn't make any sense. I hope he finds himself. Yeah. Yeah. He can't find himself. Whatever, whatever that was. That I hope that wasn't his uh his best game plan because if that was boy I don't think he'll ever find a job again. He made Never. he literally he literally made the team look bad like all season long and folks want to blame Dan Quinn. There's hot takes out there on oh we need to fire Dan Quinn like get the fuck out of here with that. Nah, Quinn Quinn is not the issue, but this this is my issue I have with Quinn and it kind of falls to Matt Ryan as well. We were in the same fucking position. In February, the same position where you need to run the ball. When these plays are coming through the headset, where's my head coach? Where's my MVP veteran quarterback saying, 
shit, I can read this defense. Let's, you know, let's audible out of this. Let's do this, do that. So I am look, I'm not looking to fire either one of them or, or trade Matt Ryan. I'm not on those bandwagons, but I am trying to figure out as a head coach and as the reigning MVP, a veteran quarterback, how did you, like, how did you allow those four plays to go to happen like that with no back? Like with, with, I guess with no, like, mouthiness or no words to say like nigga no like let's run the ball like we did not try we were nine yards away from a touchdown and we decided not to run the ball not one time four yes, times four times we throw we threw I, the ball four i legit only like only only i only like was okay with one of those calls and that was a fade to julio everything else was absolutely trash a shovel pass, a shovel pass to a shovel our third, pass to Teron Ward. Our third string running back down. Our, although okay. I think that was a busted play, it still shouldn't have shoveled it. Regardless, you. I wasn't going to do anything. Okay. <laughs> that was like well, one yard max. Okay, well, two two things on those two plays. All right, even with the fade to Julio, I get it, but that really hasn't been a successful play for us yeah. all season outside of the uh, what last week. And I think the Patriots game, we were getting blown out. Like the, the fade of Julio thing hasn't been a staple of the Falcons' offense in his career. So and I get that. That's, just, that's cool. It's, it's just that if you have Julio, I, I trust yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I just trust him with the I get that. You can, you can try to get a, a pass interference or something like that or hold it, whatever. But my thing is with, with Coleman having the hot hand, I, I felt that at that point we probably could have been better off running the ball. Running so, the ball, yeah. or we could have just threw threw it to the back of the end zone, like we've been doing all season long. That's been our go-to uh, uh, throws right there. That's been successful. Yeah, but th- there is no excuse. Just ran the ball. They should just ran the ball, though. I agree. The the shovel pass. There's no excuse for that. The only thing that I could think that Sark had going through his mind, which again, this goes back to the college coach no experience thing, is like, hey, well, nobody's going to expect us to do a shovel pass to Taron Ward. Well, this is the NFL. It, it, when you see the scouting report, they, they don't see Terry Ward as a threat. Like, maybe that was his thought process. Maybe he would slip under the cracks, kind of like the uh, third down drop to uh, Brian Williams, which he is pretty good for – or second down drop, I'm sorry. He's usually good for those people. I'm sorry, Nick Williams. Damn, who's Brian Williams? That, that's Birdman, right? Never mind. Anywho, yeah, <laughs> Nick Williams. Yeah, he's usually good for those catches. But, you know, again, people are like, oh, we're not going to expect to throw to Nick Williams. Well, he should have caught the ball, but – it is what it is, but maybe that was his logic. Like, hey, nobody's going to expect us to do a sh- shuttle pass to, you know, Terrence Ward. But again, we have two great running backs. Why would you? Why would that even cross your mind? I know they both both weren't tired at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Coleman played uh, one snap on that. And well, he besides like the first like three runs, he played like four snaps total after that. The runs in which he got like what 15 yards one time, eight another. Had a block on one, and then on the last play, that was his last touch for the game. I think he was eleven for like ninety three or something like that, or ninety six, yeah, something like that. He had he had eleven touches, like catches and pa- and runs for ninety three yards. He was like eight for seventy nine rushing yards. Just imagine one more one more touch, he probably would have had seven yards. That would have been hundred yards, then plus a damn touchdown. I'd have, but, at that point, I'd have been happy with rolling the dice two more times with Coleman. Yeah. Just, just, just let him run the ball. Like anything but those last three plays would have been fine with me, and I would, I would have been like, I wouldn't have been as mad. But I'm fucking atrocious. So here's the sequence: if, if y'all, you know, have drinking, drunken yourselves to death and forgot this game already, it was a fade to Julio, a shovel pass to Terrell Ward, a slant, and then the rollout to the right, which was uh, Julio Jones as the primary target. <sighs> All right, even on Madden. I'm not running the sequence of plays. Like, <laughs> shout, shout out to KJ the Dallas kid who tried to call me out of retirement for Madden. I beat his ass earlier. Earlier, he got that I smoke. Playing Madden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I posted some pictures like, bro, like he's like, oh, you don't, you don't want to play me. And he's a Patriots fan too, so I, I had that. to. I, I, I felt I kind of, I kind of wanted to roast you real quick, but I was like, I'm gonna let it slide. I'm gonna let it slide. What? How, why are you gonna roast me? I won. Like. No, because you were playing with the Patriots fan. Like anything with the Patriots is tainted. Well, see, that's the he's you know he's a he's a young guy. You know, I'm trying to put him under my wing, but you know what I'm saying that's neither here nor there. But yes, that play six was terrible. Like that's unacceptable, and that's and right there, like I said, we could probably search the hashtag Fire Shark for the next two months. It's not going to change. I don't I don't see how he escapes this. I don't see how he makes it with another with a job next year on the Atlanta Falcons. I just can't. I can't see it happening, man. 
did any did anyone watch uh i guess the post game comp like uh press conference did quinn the... say anything like yeah, said, um, he, he said he did his usual you know coach speak he said coach speak? i yep. feel like i feel like sark has helped um add a lot of stuff to our our team and the entire in fact then he then he hit us with the and the entire thing will be evaluated so i think yeah he's he's probably gone <laughs> Fuck out of here! Like Quint, the at last time, point, Quint got to call him out. Quint has got like stop, Quint stop. Got like, he 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 been letting he been letting let Shadowhand off the hook. Now he trying to let Sark call these folks out from their bullshit. I get you, yeah, Triples, you right about that shit. So uh, it's it's gonna be interesting because, like I said, the the thing that we can hang our hats on is that you know, again, first year winning season, second year that game in February. This year, another postseason burn. So, as a team as a whole, we're trending upwards. As far as the defense, we finally have had a top ten defense. So, in theory, this should only get better next year. But again, we have to fix the other half of the ball. I don't, I don't foresee the defense dropping off. Like I don't see this being uh, an outlier. I think this is, you know, what Dan Quinn had as a vision and what he wanted to build. So I don't see that as an issue. But we can't afford to, to, to squander this window that we have. With the talent that we have, we legit on offense, have two or three years left. Yeah, and that's and then there's going to be the the if you think the Super Bowl storyline was bad, if you think the blowing the lead thing is bad, next year the Super Bowl is in Atlanta, so that's going to be another underlying storyline for the Falcons. Oh, three things, three things. One thing, uh, I just I just remembered something on the the Dan Quinn and Matt Ryan thing. Usually what, what Dan Quinn does is he since like the way he always he's always done, even when he was in Seattle, is he'll let he'll handle what he needs to do, which you can hear in his his like press conferences and everything. He'll like handle what he needs to do and let everybody else handle what they need to do, which is why he hires people he's close to. Yeah. So he can trust him. So like I understand why he doesn't like just like take over the play calling because one I don't think Dan Quinn knows what the hell he's talking about on offense half the time so nope uh, <laughs> I don't want him making any play calls but Matt I think Matt has always should have more control on the offense like period and, and that's the part I don't understand like literally we watched all season we put Matt Ryan in that hurry up offense we are getting to the red zone then we get to the red zone we say you know what Sark called the play and then we end up with three points at what point are we going to entrust in our veteran quarterback our in our reigning MVP quarterback that he can lead the fucking team had Matt Ryan called those last four sequence of plays we would be we would be celebrating on this podcast right now for beating the Philadelphia Eagles yeah, but shout yeah. out to the Falcons. I have to, you know, make that very slow, sad walk into the barbershop with fifty dollars and get roasted Duh. viciously, probably for us. You know, I'm going there early when there's nobody in there. Straight up, I'm like, yeah, get the money out. I'm out. <laughs> yep. But 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 to your point about oh, go ahead, give me. Yeah, look, I don't. I'm not a LeBron fan. I don't like him. But Matt, he needs to turn into LeBron and take over this goddamn team. Because I'm fucking sick of it. Like, why? On offense, only Julio and Coleman, and of course Matt Bryant. Those were our only key players the whole game. Do y'all realize that? Like that's it. Coleman, Matt Bryant, and Julio. That is it. The, the that's fucking ridiculous with all that talent we have on offense. Hooper missing blocks as usual. We need a fucking tight end. That's what we need to fucking draft. I'm tired of toilet <laughs> fucking toilet bowl with his tall ass. No, Toy Lolo is a great blocker though. I uh, love Toilo. great blocker. He can't, okay he blocker. can't catch worse. He can't catch worse sit shit so much. He was open. We could have scored a touchdown and Matt Ryan was like, eh, no. Well Matt Ryan threw it late. If he would just do it three seconds earlier, Toy Lolo would have three seconds earlier, boy, that we would have been interception. We would have been pissed. <laughs> you know, I don't mind. I don't even mind him not throwing it to him. Right that's there. what I was like. I, I was trust, like, I don't, trust I don't mind. I, I can't trust toilet ball. And Hooper missed so many blocks. It's fucking ridiculous. Free got plowed over so many times in this game. Blocks and on the run. It's just like, come on. Yeah, this might be the worst game I've seen Freeman play. Like running, just overall, he just looked. Yes. He oh, might Freeman's not just be worse. good playing he in was the cold. Bad today. He was bad. He, he might today. not just be good playing in the cold. I, I, that's the only analysis I got out of that. Well, he might actually, not just be a cold weather player. Hold, hold that thought. So, so back to the uh, back to the thing about Matt Ryan as far as having control of the offense. I, I said that 
in the uh, that game in February, like when you hear certain calls come down to the headset, you have to, as a leader, be like, hey, this ain't going to work. Uh, the thing is with, with leadership, it is good to have delegation. That's what it seems like Quinn does. He says, hey, I'm going to compartmentalize everything. I'm going to do the defense because that's what my strength is at. I'm going to trust you over here to do your job. I'm going to trust you over here to do your job. But at the same time, as a leader, as the CEO of the team, the offense or the whole offense and defense, you still have to know situational football. Even if you're not an offensive guru, in certain situations, you hear like passes or runs or whatever come through the headset or a shuttle pass to Terrence Ward. You have to be like, no, nah, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Or you need to give Matt Ryan that power to veto. Like, yo, nah, bro, I get it. I get it. You're the OC, but I've been doing this way longer than you have. You know what I'm saying? And I have I need to be able to have the power to make these decisions to change these plays. But again, the, the thing with having, you know, Mac at center and having an OC that kind of that's one less thing Matt Ryan has to worry about. So it kind of works both ways, I guess. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, Tack is hilarious. What'd he say? He he liked his tweet from somebody that said if Steve Sarkeesian was still at Alabama, he would have kept two uh, yeah. tag, tag on the bench. Georgia would have won the title. Falcon would have won this game. Sark is Atlanta's biggest nightmare since Sherman. And Tack liked it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's that's not that we we can't have that. But yeah, I, I still I still don't get the, the delegation. Yes, that's the third. That's the second time this year that uh, that a player has basically called out Sark. Like, well, I mean. The, that's the thing. I don't get the delegation, man. And, and it kind of started when we got, or when we got uh, not Sarkeesian, Dan Quinn, because remember they hired, they essentially hired Camp Kyle Shanahan before they officially hired Quinn, and they were saying that like Matt Ryan really didn't have any say in him, like he did with like Dirk Carter. Like him and Dirk Carter seemed to have a good relationship, and be on the same page with what they want to do. And statistically, up to that point, that was Matt Ryan's best stat year. Until two years later when he won the MVP. So I would like to see if something were to happen to Sark, Matt Ryan have say, like, hey, this is what I'm comfortable with. I can assess the offense. I know their strengths and weaknesses. I know my strengths and weaknesses. And this is the direction that we should go. And work it like that, kind of a pay manning thing. The thing with that is I, I feel like Matt is just like legit like one of those players that he really doesn't care. Like Wow. Like he like he doesn't like he like he's not gonna be like, nah, I don't like this person. He calls too many D balls. Like I don't think he's gonna be like, nah. I think he just wants to like fucking win. And like he doesn't really care. No, he's gonna adjust no. regardless. No, Matt Ryan he, gets, well, he has gets fucking set Matt Ryan doesn't care. Like, no way. No, I, I mean I meant like the with the coaching. With like the coaches, not like with the with like, like I said, I think he just wants to win. Like he, he's gonna adjust regardless. He's a good he's a good, as they say, like a good soldier. He's not gonna He's gonna do what he's told. That's like I think that's what you're kind of trying to say. Like he's not gonna yeah, really he's gonna do what stir he's told, shit up. He's gonna do it to his yeah. That makes sense. Like well, we, like we can all see career, like Matt's frustrated. Well, this point like, of his we career, all know Matt's frustrated. He's gonna have to make some some judgments and calls and stuff because like we need another we need another offense coordinator. He need to get an offense coordinator. He's he's gonna be you know familiar with not only familiar with but just he can work with. We also need a voice too on offense because Sanu, granted, like Sanu is a newcomer, but we need we need emotion on our offense. Like we have it on the defense. You know, defense get hard hitting. You see people coming together. You got Deion Jones, you got Vondre, you know, all these great people on defense that bring that intensity. But on the offense, I mean, you got Coolio, which is still the best wide receiver in the league, but He's quiet. He's not demanding these things. Matt Ryan, you just said it. You know, you just pointed out he just goes with the flows, you know, adjust when he needs to adjust. But we have no true heart on offense. We have to find a heart on offense if we want to see a Super Bowl in the dome, I mean, in the stadium with the Falcons playing in it. That's that's point blank. They can hire me to do it. Facts. <laughs> give, me, give, me, give me a clean, give me a clean, like, 3K a year. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be out there on that sideline. I'll be oh, emotional. I'll be emotional. All right. Well, they all catch words. So that that is an interesting observation. Do Do you think, uh, Jalen? Do you think there's anything to the cold weather thing or no? Because they're going to make this a big thing now that this is the what not, not second really, or third time. Didn't like it didn't really like affect like pass catching, which is usually the difference in. Maybe the wind had like because I saw like, yeah. a couple of Matt Ryan's throws that like tapered off because of the wind and a couple of Matt Bosch's kicks, but not the cold. Like the cold didn't really matter much. Okay. 
Because usually, yeah. usually, like, you know, when it gets cold, the footballs get harder to get, like, hard, and then mm-hmm. they're usually with to catch. But they didn't really drop much today, so yeah. I can't really blame them. It was them just that. bad play calling. It was just bad play calling. Facts. Yep. I think they did a good job executing. Yeah, it was a couple of couple of balls that was, you know, dropped, but it wasn't a bit factor. So. I, I mean, remember, I remember I was, I was looking at a replay of it was, like, third and, like, four, and Sark, Sark called all the routes like short of the sticks. <laughs> I'll never understand why ex- people do expecting, that. Expecting, why, why would he call? And I, and I and I talked to South Breeze about this earlier. Why would you third and thirteen? You go call a, a, a damn a screenplay. Third and oh, you know Sark loves his screens. It's Sark. Screens are sweeps. Not college. You're not playing against Arizona fucking state. You playing goddamn grown ass men. It's Sark. Hey, man. Oh, my screams, like, Sark screams and sweeps Shanahan. Man, this is bull. This, this, this Don't game. disrespect Kyle like that. That's Kyle would never do some dead. stupid shit like that. Man, fucking toss, toss, Wait, sweeps. the same, the same oh. Kyle Shanahan that did not run the ball three times to get the first down and kick the field goal? Yes. That's, that Kyle Shanahan? Oh, wow. Okay. That bitch. That bitch-ass motherfucker. Oh. Him and Sark can meet me outside somewhere. Shit. This is this is gonna this is like I, I was thinking about this, but this is this probably gonna get me blocked by a uh, gif because she completely hates uh Shanahan. I'm a noted 49ers fan here, but uh <laughs> <laughs> but like the even with like the people were saying like inconsistencies and like not executing or whatever, that was also a problem in Kyle's first year, right? Yes. And then he had he adjusted. He adjusted and what what I don't I would never what people will never give Kyle credit for was the teacher that he was. Remember that video that got out about Hooper, uh, that Kyle intercepted Matt Ryan or whatever? Yep, that was a big thing how on Twitter. How, how he was teaching. Like, he was literally telling him, like, what was going to happen, what's going to happen, why this needs to happen. And people, like, obviously acted to it, and it ended up in being the best offense in, like, the past, like, 20 years. He still went to the Super Bowl, blew the biggest lead in fucking history (laughs) just to get Jimmy from Bill Belichick. It was all a fucking sham. So fuck him. Fuck Jimmy. Fuck Bill. Fuck Brady. Fuck Trump. Fuck all of them. (laughs) Everybody. I have bills. I have I have, I have bills. bills as well. Um, <laughs> speaking speaking of uh I guess the rest of America's president Trump, he was seen talking to uh Arthur Blank at the Georgia uh, That's Alabama why we lost. No, that's, that's why we lost. Nah, I would never, I would never, I would never trust that because Arthur, Arthur don't, Arthur don't fuck with that. I just don't, I'm, no, not, no, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you know Trump put some bad juju over both Georgia teams. No, yeah, that is why but, we lost. No, that's that's not why we lost. That is why that, we lost. With, with <laughs> that, with that. Okay, first of all, all right. The first <laughs> thing is, there's three things. First thing, they're both or four things. First thing is they're both old white men. Cool. Second thing is the Blank's a Jew, okay? He's still white. Get it right. Jews. Shout out to all my Jews out there. Hey, uh, I need y'all as friends. Jew, 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 Jew is a derogatory term. Jewish people. Jewish people. I need friends. I need to learn how to save money. Hit me up. Sorry, I can I can I can teach you how to do that. All right. Part two. I part two is they're they're both from New York. That's the second thing. Part three. Yeah. Yes. Trump and Trump and or forty five. I, I knew Trump. I'm talking about Blank. Yeah, he's from New York. No. Number number three, they're both billionaires. Oh, allegedly. One of them might be a billionaire. They're both very they're both very rich. So okay. And then the last thing, you're in essentially uh, Arthur Blank's kingdom. So obviously the most the allegedly the most powerful person in the country is going to be with the king of the castle per se. So that that was gonna be set up from the jump. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's just how those things work. So I read nothing into that. South Breeze, I'm going to go with what we say on Twitter. We go jokes, facts. <laughs> jokes, scary yeah. facts, always. That's why we lost. <laughs> Bad juju. Well, I guess for the sake of the podcast, yes, blame uh, 45. Uh, That's I have right. Nothing, I have <laughs> nothing but respect for my president, Shannon. Sh- I have nothing but respect for my president, Shannon Sharp. So 
don't know who y'all rocking with. But shout, out, shout, out right. to, shout out to, to our president. president. Shout out Uncle Shannon. <laughs> shout out, shout out to my president, Sean Corey Carter. You know. Um, you did. Hey man. Throw their diamonds up. Hey, oh yeah, somebody uh, told me I I didn't know football because um I said we didn't need to uh, draft another quarterback yet. So <laughs> I mean, I told you have to watch some of these people on on the internet. They're uh, they're a different breed. So, but so you want to do we want to pick? Do we want to bet? Like so, let's start with uh, let's start with gift. Do you think Sark will be back next year? Probably. Okay. Uh, Tribbles, what do you think? I am like 90% sure that Sark will be back next year. I will be upset. Um, yeah, I don't. I just don't think Quinn has the balls to throw him under the bus fully when clearly everyone in the world that watched this game, everyone, like everyone, like even, even the angels up in heaven saw. Ray Charles saw it. Stevie Wonder, Stevie Wonder's hairline from the back of his head saw that Sark fucked that game up. However, I do think we will be dealing with his shenanigans again next season. Uh, Don, what do you think? I want his ass gone. That's me. I mean, I want a million dollars too, but yeah, I mean. He's going to be back, but I'll, I'll tell you this. If, if he comes back. We're not going to no damn Super Bowl next year. I I just I'm gonna be honest with you. Okay, uh, Jalen, what do you what do you got? <sighs> Unfortunately, I do think he'll be back just because he's gonna try to. Uh, Quinn is gonna probably hope he gets better, but there's a difference between you know getting better and what Sark needs to do. <laughs> Sark wow. has a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. A lot. Starting right fucking now. Well, the thing is, I think uh, Jalen was kind of alluding to it. The thing is with uh, Shanahan, his first year, at least he had prior experience as an OC. So it's like, we expect him to improve. This is like uncharted territory. So we we don't know if he's going to get better or regress or stay the same. We can't afford to get better because if you look at Kyle Shanahan, 2015, Towards the end of the season, he got, you know, we went on a, a few stretch of games winning. We won a few stretch of games at the end of the 2015 season. And I saw then, I said, okay, well, there's there's room for improvement for the next season. But I didn't think we was going to do that great in 2016. But with Sark right here, man, we he can barely he can barely get two touchdowns in the game. I would that, never compare Sark's, Sark's first season and Shannon's first season because the amount of, like, it just makes me mad. The, the amount of talent we had on this team was probably the most, the best offense besides maybe the Steelers in the league. And we put up 10 points in a playoff game. Oh, it's better than uh, two points. So, well, I, I get it. But again, I think that I also think that unfortunately Steve Sarkeesian will be back with the Falcons. But what I hope they do is bring in somebody like, you know, bring in somebody to, I guess, uh, coach him or Somebody yeah. be somebody be on his ass. So pretty much, if you get two to three games in the season, it's looking like the same old song and dance. Get his ass out of there. Like, look, he could be on the team. He just can't call the plays. That's my take. Okay, yeah, <laughs> kind of like when uh, kind of like when Quinn took over the defense last year. Like, hey man, shit goes south. Like, if it's still looking like the same, you know, it's going into the second half. It's seven to zero or three to seven. Nah, we can't. Nah, bro. get somebody in in the tuck that's ready to go. This experience is ready to make you know a difference in, as an offensive play caller because we can't we can't keep doing this. This this ain't gonna cut it. Y'all realize we we went ninety minutes throughout this season. That's four whole quarters without scoring a touchdown or any point period. <laughs> but then you look at our defense that is that is essentially shutting teams down for almost the entire. They scored fifteen points and we yep. lost. They scored fifteen points and we lost. And, and that's almost smoke and mirrors, also because those those turnovers helped us out big time on, on special teams. Exactly, we and had what, three. Like, we had three turnovers in the game. Three, maybe four turnovers. And like you said, the defense is balling out, and we could not get the OC, our reigning MVP quarterback, our head coach, to get us fucking points on the board. Welcome to being yeah. an fan. <laughs> Welcome we to. Yeah, we two more players on defense for having the, one of the greatest defenses. I kid you not. We just two more play. We just need two key players on defense. Defense is great. 
But, you know, we just need two more players. And that's it. I have Go a quick on. question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, so, I guess looking forward to the draft now, what do you think hey. we should uh, – I guess everyone, what what should you feel like we should go get um, in the draft first round? I will, do, I will uh, let Jalen handle that one. Hey, considering that I think – who are our free agents? Poe, Upshaw, Shelby, Might with an asterisk, Claiborne, that's three defensive tackles. Uh, so, we're probably going to go there first because that's generally – that's probably the strength of the draft right now, but I haven't really watched it besides DN. And none of the DNs that we'll take at like 27 that we I think we're at right now are going to do much. So I think we should go defensive tackle first and then like DN second. And then from there, it's a crapshoot. I don't really care after that. Yeah, I know uh, Scott Karasik, I guess he, I think he writes for the Falcoholic. Karasik, he writes for the Falcoholic also. He has a. Uh, a uh, quick mock. He said first round D line, D lineman Tavin Bryan. Second pick, no tackle, Lowell Lutalele. Third pick, cornerback Anthony Averett. Fourth pick, wide receiver Auden Tate. Sixth pick, linebacker Sky Moore. And seventh pick, cornerback D Delaney. So D lineman was the first two picks he's got for us. So, and I wouldn't be surprised. I won't be mad Ooh. if we get a D lineman, but I just, I really see that we really need a DB. Like, I think Poole should just be a Poole should not be starting. Poole should be, you know, he, he doesn't start. He's a he comes in for what nickel. I know, but we he's just a starter. Another, he's a starter. He's, he's a starter because we played the NFL plays nickel like ninety percent of the time. So yeah, he's a we need okay. to get Fair he's starting. We need another. We just need another DB move. I think True Front would be better at nickel, and we just need to get. I think True is fine where he is. Yeah. What's oh my god, man! Yeah. I'm telling you, we need need a DB. And second round, we need a line. We need a guard. That's I don't even line. think we need that. I think I, I basically what what my my argument with the guard is who like even if you draft like the best guard in this class, which is Quentin Nelson, he's not doing anything against Aaron Donald or Fletcher Cox his first yeah. season. Period. Well, if if you look at if you go back and look at our our schedule in the regular season, we played pretty good defensive linemen, defensive All lines years. entire the entire year. So yeah, uh, Keen Hicks. Uh, and besides that first game but against Akeem Hicks, West did like pretty decent. Like tonight, he only gave up like what two pressures. I think PFF had him as West is going to be better next year. Like this is his which is surprising year. to I me. I don't, I don't think West is going to start next year. But I'm just thinking like Levitra, he's not going to be here next year. He might you know, be. I he, think he's he, going to cost, he still he's gonna cost too year. much money. I don't know. He's like 34 coming off an of injury. I don't think he'll cost that much. Well, uh, your boy, so he, your boy was like, how you say it? it's Karasik? Karasik. Karasik. All right, so he had a, a pretty good line of sweets. I'm reading real quick. He says, as it sits right now, the Falcons have $20 million in 2018 cap space, but they could resign Matt Ryan to a long-term deal and save $10 million. If they resign Matthews, they save 4 to $5 million there. Then restructure the beach trade, that's another 3 to $4 million, And release Brooke Reeves to save $4.5 million. Could have as much as $4.4 million next year. Uh Let's say we had to resign Poe Coleman, which I don't think is going to happen. It might, it might now. Uh, Grady Jarrett. Uh, da, 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 da. So they have a full. They have all the starters signed from 2017 except Claiborne as of right now. So we don't have too many holes and to keep. To, and to keep it a bean, I wouldn't even bring him like back unless it's like really cheap. And that's Claiborne. Like, no sh- yeah, that's no shade either because I, lo- I love Clay. I liked him when he came out of Iowa, but. At this point, you know, there's a lot of D D ends in this draft, and I think you could you could do a little bit better. Yeah, I'm always with uh, bringing in younger, faster talent. You know what I'm saying? Because as you bring in younger guys, the the younger guys before them are gonna get you know become veterans and more be more uh damn it's a good catch. They can become more uh, veteran players like Vic and Tack and the boys. So just keep the young talent coming, man. Just keep it moving. So and Quinn has been doing great developing D linemen anyway. So. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if we get one in the first round or the third round. You know, we get somebody that Quinn likes and he can develop him into a solid player. We'd be straight. Yeah, you know, I, I have faith. Look at Grady Jarrett. You know, all right. See, Grady, Grady is an outlier. Grady should have been a first round pick. His tape in college was insane. Only reason why he dropped because he's six foot tall. Yeah, he's short. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. 
Yep, but you know the the metrics say he wasn't going to be good along with Deion Jones. So you know how that oh, goes. Well. We got to have the best offseason this year in order to, to to make some noise next year. I don't even know. We have we just we literally just need an offense. Like we could bring back this insane team, but add a different coordinator, and I guarantee you, we're back in the Super Bowl. Exactly. So, well, another thing we can look at, and I'm looking at the Patriots game right now. I'm sorry that that team uh, against the uh. Titans. And as I look at it, they've scored 21 points in the first half, and we couldn't score two touchdowns in four quarters. You know, what I'm saying it's like, and their offense isn't player for player skill skill wise. It's not the same. You know, well, who not, scored 21 points? Uh, the the team, the team in Boston, the Pats, the Pats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Well, according to Twitter, um. The Titans' defense isn't doing anything, and the oh, rest, yeah, trash. of course, trash. are um, are helping this game move along. I mean, so. but without the refs, did we really, honestly, truly think that after watching Tennessee last week, that the Tennessee was going to actually put we're, something we're, up on the Patriots? We're not. We're, we're not. We're not going to do this. There would be no actually, Tennessee. No, but I did. Not. I expected New England to blow them out, but yes, the, the, the Patriots have officially been like gifted like eight calls that saved their drive in, in his first half alone, which is you know usual Patriot shit. So I don't even watch Patriots game anymore because you I already know it's just like watching it's the football. Saints game. It's just like it's watching football. the Saints game. It's bullshit. The refs go goddamn <laughs> get in the game every time. I have to watch my son, my children, my two children, Corey Davis and Marcus Mariota. So, oh man, so um. Well, we're gonna get back on track. Uh, I mean, I I don't really think there's too much more to say, man. It was it was a crazy game, and uh, what people could say if you want to play a revisionist history, we could go back and say, hey, we don't. And this is things that'll probably save Sark, you know, as far as cop outs, you know, cop pleas for him. They can say, but it's still this is still part of him too, though. They say, hey, if we don't lose that Miami game, if we don't lose that Bills game, and if Julio doesn't drop that touchdown against. Uh, Panthers, we probably are the what number one seed. Get a home home field advantage, a bye week. You know what I'm saying? You know, you, you know what happened in both of those uh, Bills and Miami games. I I, I understand. <laughs> I, I I get I get that. You can't. Well, with the Bills game, you can't help it. Julio and Sanu got hurt before the second no, half. Even, game. even even that, like we, we still were within. Points. We scored 17 points against a bad defense at that moment. Like yeah, but we still had a chance to score late when the Bills game. And who whose chest did the ball bounce off for interception? I think it, it, it bounced off Nick Williams' hands. No, it was Nick. Williams. That was Nick Williams. It was. It was a white he, person. I'm sorry. He he, he he like yeah. It was Nick Williams. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah, with a perfect um, pass over two people in between like two people, and he dropped it. Um, yes. Uh, just breaking news um, that just came in from Von McClure. Shout out to Von McClure because he has me blocked on Twitter, but I can always see his <laughs> Anyway, um, he just said Falcons running back Devontae Freeman played the end of the season with the MCL and PCL sprains in his right knee. Jesus Whoa. Christ. So maybe, maybe, that, maybe that answers the question as to why Freeman was ineffective today. Um, but – yeah, it's like I mean, we still took the L, so it doesn't fucking matter at this point. <laughs> but get, get well the, soon. Get well starts. soon, free. Uh, yeah, take your butt to the hospital, right? Well, not in Philly. Never mind. Don't take your butt to the hospital in Philly. Get to Atlanta and get your ass to the hospital. Holy shit! Damn. Well, well, check out this hot take. Uh, this guy on Twitter, Colin Hubbard's at uh, underscore Chubbs. Oh, it's, oh man. I already know there's going to be some bullshit. Yeah, it, it is kind of stupid. He said, most improved Falcons uh, player on the Falcons, Deion Jones, player that reg- regressed the most, Vic Beasley. Currently my, ti- currently, my timeline is giving a lot of shit to Vic Beasley. Um, I'm indifferent to it. Like, I, I think we saw Vic Beasley dropping back a lot, so I don't think he was as effective as a pass rusher because we were not putting him in those scenarios as often as we saw them. Last season, he led the league in uh, sacks. So for me, I'm on the fence. It's kind of like how I am with True with Trufant. Like I think Trufant is a great player. I think Big Beasley is a great player. But this season, showing up wise, they they were very quiet. They were ineffective for the most part. Let's see if it beats. He'll have a good year next year. And just, you know, sometimes you have good years. Sometimes I don't even know don't. why we're thinking he had a bad year. He had like seven sacks this right. year. Right. Yeah. He, he did it. Like, he did okay. He did okay. Well, I, I would probably say my most improved Falcons player, I'd probably say Devondre Campbell. Yep. To be honest, yep. because yep. He, he was he was pretty locked down. Like, we only gave up 
how many touchdowns the tight ends the entire season? Like it was less than that's three. also that's also has to do with it's, it's a toss up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I say but it's a toss up with him and uh, Ricardo Allen. But he was better in pass coverage this year. Way better in pass coverage this year. Like you, you rarely ever heard his name like for anything bad this year as far on defense. So I I, I go to Devondre Campbell. Most regressed. I, I can't really think off the top of my head who really regressed. I don't think it was more or less the players. I think it was the person most, attached I, to the players. I can't like I was gonna say I was gonna say Taylor Gabriel for most regressed, but I can't but even say that. Like, he didn't get yeah, the opportunities. He, yeah. I right, can't he was barely that. in the Rest game. Because the the they, they put him in. Future 49er. Outside. Facts. Put, Definitely going to be a fan then. 5'11 on the outside is an outside receiver. But he's not 5'11. He's like 5'8. He's 5'8. And also, I mean, at this point, this is Turbo's second year. He, he, they have film on Turbo. They see how we use him. Like, that, that bubble screen shit is never going to work again. So I don't know how we're going to move forward with Gerbo. I mean, with Gerbo, good Lord. With Turbo <laughs> moving forward. But, like, the, the, those pop screens are not going to work. Matt Ryan is clearly comfortable with six-foot and, and taller receivers. Do we, really, do we really need this it, nigga? That's, like, that's a real question. Like, do we, we need really Turbo? The, th- the, thing, the, thing with, the thing with Turbo is – because he doesn't have the like this the six foot or taller height, which really only two people in the Falcons do, and that's uh the two top cat pass catchers. Is Cooper's six like, feet? Yeah, he's six, he's six he's like six five, so yeah. he's not he wasn't he wasn't one of the top pass catchers. They used him more as uh as a decoy half the time, and which is fucking retarded. Because, anyways, I enough of uh Sark's inability to use players, but Gabe, Taylor um Gabriel. The way Shannon used him last year was they used him on deep on deep balls, obviously, because he's like he ran like a four three two or some shit. Mm-hmm. And he he jumped he jumps like forty two inches or something at five eight, so he's a fucking athlete. But like Sark refused to use him on like double moves where he can use his quickness or like like deep crossers with Julio where the DB has to choose between Gabriel or Julio to guard. They're always gonna guard, go to Julio because he's fucking Julio. So mm-hmm. that always that that always left Taylor op- open, and Sark used him as a fucking gadget player. Like I understand, like he's not like six three and shit, but you can't use your your second best wide receiver as a fucking gadget player. Yeah, you got to be able to scheme a way to have him on. There should there should be no reason that at some point you can't find a, a mismatch with Julio Gabriel and then put Coleman out there. Somebody's not gonna be able to keep up with one of those three guys at some point. Like that, I, that baffles me. Like that's that's what you get paid to do as an OC is steam a ways to get your best players and fast players and explosive players the ball to make plays because that's ultimately what they want to do. That's what they get paid to do. So only that's, people, only people he schemed, he schemed. I can't even say he. Only person he schemed open like most of this year was Sanu. Sanu, that's it. Because because Julio was legit unguardable. So I'm not gonna give him that. And he didn't really make anything easy for Julio. Julio did that for everybody else. True. But Sanu, like, Sanu, like, Sanu, like if, some, if this was a contract here for Sanu, this would have been a perfect time because that's literally how Sark uses, uses all his receivers. That's possession receivers. And that's literally what Sanu is. So, unfortunate. Yeah. So, there's there's a lot of, a lot of hot takes going on. But that's not even a hot take. That's just facts. No, not not that. I'm talking about the uh, old boys tweet. Oh, yeah. It's most hot takes out there about you know fire Dan Quinn and oh we need to draft now. Oh, no, that's, speaking that's, speaking, that's speaking of the the Vic Beasley I, thing, like, I'm uh, Vic did drop back a little bit more in coverage, but the only thing I have, only problem I have with Vic, and I'm probably Vic's biggest supporter like, amongst Falcons Twitter when they want to hate him, is that like he does he can't he doesn't really like have like too much like length on his arms. <laughs> Like so, he can't really. And he doesn't know how to use his hands yet, which is which is fine because last year he beat everybody with speed. He still beats. He still wins with speed consistently, but he doesn't really. He opt for a bull rush more this year, which is not his strength, which is more attack strength. And with him facing right tackles, which is usually the people who guard the 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 speed rushers, and Claiborne having to play the left side, it kind of like messed him up. So I'd still like this to like draft the DN, but if we move Vic to like linebacker, like Bruce Irving, like where he still like can rush, because he, he's still like his bend is still exceptional. Like he can beat anybody around the corner like immediately. 
but give him like more positions to like beat people standing up instead of just like handing the dirt and fine with me. I just can't trust Vic Beasley on coverage though. It ain't saying put him. I know he's a linebacker, but man, he he ran a four five three at two fifty. He's fast as shit. <laughs> That is, you can be that fast, is but you can be fast, but still, can you cover? He has pretty good. Co- he has pretty good coverage shots. He just they use him like as like in certain zones that he's not used to. Like they never put him in man. They just put him in zone, and zone is kind of a a mental thing, and he's used to rushing the passer. So yeah, I saw a lot of complaints about that too. Like the Falcons playing a lot of zone, not playing man, giving up big plays on like third down stuff like that. So I don't know. We'll see, but that's uh, I think that's all I got, man. Y'all got anything else you want to talk about? Um, I want everyone in Falcons, Dirty Bird Nation, Falcons Nation, to take these couple of weeks and months to um, you know, get your shit together. You and know? watch my film reviews, you did. Watch watch his film reviews. Um, you know, them. check out check out Trilty. You know, still tune into this podcast because I think. You know, we're going to do some off-season episodes, right? Breeze and Lethal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah, don't have, you know. Have, you know. Um, so, you know, for me, you know, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to take a break from, um, you know, the Falcons for a couple weeks. You know, get my shit together. Um, get my health in order so that I'm ready to come back in August um, in preseason to get stressed out and take years off of my life again. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> So if there's anybody out there who listens to the podcast that wants to get involved with the podcast, you know, if you do, you know, reviews, if you write blogs, if you, you know, know your Falcons, if you know football, definitely hit the DMs and we'll definitely get you on. We're definitely looking to expand the team, grow the team, grow the podcast. So, uh, you know, if you want to do something, holler at myself, South Free 706 or Gift Queen or anybody on the podcast or just uh, send a DM to the uh, DBM report. And we'll definitely see if we work some things out. So I know one thing that I want to do next season, just putting it out there now, is maybe pick a game where we can all, like all, you know, people that rock with the podcast, we all, you know, pick a game and go to it and, you know, link up and really meet up and, you know, meet in real life and chill and stuff like that. So I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it'll be dope. Like, we're still going to continue. We're not going to do it every week. I mean, at least Falcons talk every week but we're definitely going to continue with like some Falcons Twitter drama that I know everybody has been hitting me up they want to know about these stories that have been happening we're going to do drafts you know drafts that we get um, all that stuff so everybody that's been hitting us up wanting to come on that hasn't come on yet just you know shit bear with us at this point we're going to figure out times and if you want to do stuff non-falcons related you can on the committee pod yes definitely check out the committee podcast so hit us up if you want to do shit non-falcons related as well so we can get this shit growing you know shit it had to be some team shit but in all seriousness you know falcons twitter it's a it's another year we're back at this shit again um if you need if you need some green stuff, get you some green stuff and try to forget about this season or, or not. She's talking about vegetables. Yes. Yeah. Asparagus, collards, what if white people eat kale? Hey, I, I enjoy, I enjoy, kale. I, I, I enjoy a good kale smoothie shop, the Marcus Sniffles, drink your greens. Kale. And, I, kale. and I love, kale. A, I love a good, no, you can make like a good kale chip. Kale is really good. So Kale's shout, you can, shout you out to make, Kale. <laughs> yeah, you, you can make another type of smoothie, uh, um, an ed- edible <laughs> sm- smoothie. You know what I'm saying? Um, don't drink yourselves to death. Uh, drinking and driving is not good, people. Don't do that. And yes, when I get to Atlanta, I don't know when I'm moving yet. That's TBD. I'm working on it. Hopefully by December, I do want to do Falcons meetups. I know a lot of people have been hitting me up saying, host this, host that when you get here. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it, but it's going to be a DBN uh, report type party now, not just like a, a me doing stuff, but it's going to be all centered around DBN report that I would like to do. And so that means South Breeze, you need to get your uh, coins stacked 
get on a Southwest flight and get down to Atlanta so we can uh, all party and do a DBN type thing. I don't, I don't fly Southwest, so um, what every Delta Spirit? I definitely Spirit, don't fly Spirit? Delta. Spirit I, I, do I, I do not do spirit. South Breeze fly spirit. Might as well just drive. Hell yeah. My school is three minutes from, from Atlanta. <laughs> oh, all righty. Well, I got people. We just got need to grow We just need to grow our brand. That's our plan for the offseason. Grow our brand so we can get more views, get more, get sponsorships. That's our goal for 2018. Yeah. My goal is to try to try to get a, a film review every week. I, I was going to do one for every weekend, but shit happened. <laughs> well, just let us know. So, you know, so, we'll, we'll, we'll throw them on the YouTube that, page. If, uh, if anybody wants to, if anybody wants to, you know, Give me suggestions on what position or player do you want me to review, or just tell you why you're stupid and that person is bad. Let me know. Give me your Twitter. <laughs> it's at Jalen Muhammad. Uh, just just look it up. Uh, you'll find me under the mutuals. I don't feel like saying my name out. <laughs> well, um, everyone, follow me on Twitter at it's underscore tribbles. Um, that's two B's and tribbles and a Z at the end, not an S. Um, Twenty eighteen. Looking for, I, I don't know if I'm looking for a husband, but I'm looking for someone like that. <laughs> <laughs> black, hashtag, hashtag me, hashtag black people meet when you uh, follow me so I can know that, you know, this is um, probably going to be like a love connection, preferably a Falcons fan or a nice gentleman from New Orleans that loves the Falcons. He can uh, you lost me at New Orleans. You almost so, yeah. I know, I was like, hold up. Definitely no Saints fans. I love the way you talk. You probably can talk to me, but like that's, it won't go far. So uh, yeah, you, so hashtag Black, people meet, has, hashtag Black People Meet and uh, follow me at it's underscore triples. Hashtag the DMs are open. Um, yeah, so uh, if you follow the page, definitely follow me. I'm trying to be like Gift Queen and Tribbles and damn, Jalen. I'm trying to get my follower game up. So I'm at like 388 right now. So oh, yeah, um, 700. <laughs> so I'm only at 388 right now. So if y'all want to, you know, be cool and follow me, I appreciate that. I follow back. My thing is, I usually follow back people that actually tweet. If you're on Twitter, you're not really active. I'm probably not going to follow you. I, I like interacting with people. So I don't like just, you know, you know, Russian porn star bots. Like, you know, what's up? Let's uh, let's get South Breeze to uh, four hundred followers. That wait a minute, be, uh, wait a minute, guys. The war choir. Jalen Muhammad, do we go together now? I just got my first hashtag Black People Meeting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm starting the movement, man. Let hey. me rock. Hey, here we go. Here we go. You know, flavor. We're gonna do like a flavor of love. I love New York type show. Once I get all my uh, contestants, and then we gonna we gonna let the timeline decide who's uh, who's cuffing me up for. Hey, man, don't don't put a few. Jalen is a, a six five goon, so let's say yes, you know, he's, he's six five. He's, he's oh, right. oh, he he won, he won. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so. I, was about, I was about to boost on the other. I say, don't don't mention my eyes, but I'm gonna let that rock. I'm gonna let it slide. Oh, look, look, slide. I've, I've already peaked game, guys. So, oh, all <laughs> uh -oh. so uh, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, let's get South Breeze 400 followers. Uh, yeah, this is the uh, Dirty Bird Nation Report, the official official podcast about Twitter. Uh, we appreciate y'all rocking with us, and we will see you when you see you. Peace, peace, y'all. Yeah.